Welcome to Abuelas en Acción, a podcast for our common good. My name is Marie Dahlstrom, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Rosemary Slaya Alston. Latinx communities share the anger, pain, and grief felt by people around the world following the killing of George Floyd. Countless Black lives have been unjustly taken as a result of the persistent structural racism and discrimination in our country. This moment calls on each of us to take action, having honest, meaningful, and even difficult discussions. And this is a way we take action and to begin to grow in our knowledge and guide us in both speaking and acting boldly as Latinos in solidarity with our Black hermanics. Today, we are talking with Isabel Nunez Perez and Metzen Rodriguez, President and Vice President of Oregon State University Student Government. Isabel is, she, her and Aya is from Healdsburg, California, which is an hour north of San Francisco. She's a fourth year student studying political science with a law and politics option with a minor in Spanish and hopes to pursue a career centered around political activism and engagement after she graduates. Metzen Rodriguez, she, her, Aya from Coos Bay, Oregon, is a fourth year student majoring in bioresource research, option, sustainable ecosystems, and a minor in Spanish. She hopes to pursue a career in public policy to address sustainable development issues. And this past summer was a congressional intern in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Isabel and Metzen. It's great to have you here. You are the first Latinx president and vice president duo elected to the Oregon State University student government. Congratulations, that's wonderful. You started office during the COVID-19 pandemic and protests for racial justice. What has it been like for you, both of you, since the protests have started for racial justice? Would you like to start, Isabel? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, I don't really know like, how to put in words like how I feel, essentially. Um, per like, personally, I have a lot of friends that are that identify as Black and African-American. So... It just like hits home in a certain way. Like I just don't know how to describe it, right? Because these things keep happening, and it's been an issue, and it's really good. I guess it's really cool to see how many people are waking up. But my suspicion is that like they're just like, are people gonna con continue with the movement? Are people gonna stay on like this path? Because it gets tiring. This sort of like work and activism, any realm towards activism towards racial equity is really it's really tiring work. So I guess my suspicion is if people are going to stay with the momentum instead of just kind of like hop off the bandwagon once they realize how hard it is. But it's been interesting. I mean, I protested before inauguration and uh, Metzen and I spent the first week putting together really uh, a statement and she can get into, she can highlight that more. But um, 
there's been a lot of anger and a lot of frustration, but there's also hope because of how many people care. And the university is open to new ideas, so we're trying to take advantage of that momentum to get push a lot of things forward that will benefit students. Uh, yeah. Metzen, how about you? Yes, I would say that just, for example, being elected when everything back in the day was normal. We were super excited to go into spring term because Oregon State is in like trimesters or quarters. And coming up into like spring term, we were, you know, COVID-19 happened, the worldwide pandemic, the world shut down. Mm -hmm. And then I would say that like being in Zoom or as we like to joke around Zoom University, um, it provided with a lot of like new tools that you need to develop in order to adapt. And I feel like Isabel and I were able to adapt and find ways to still like interact and learn from like the past leaders too. And then when we were inaugurated, even then everything was so different because we even had to make our inauguration speech uh, online which actually like you can all like see like if you just look up for ASOSU uh, inauguration <laughs> on YouTube you can like see our video super funny um, and then this pandemic uh, lately I've been like reading a lot of like things on social media but also on blogs and news um, on how like this worldwide pandemic has not only shown the inequalities within the public health and healthcare system, but also uh, it has shown that like there is also another virus, which is racism. Um, and lately, everything that has happened has hit home because, um, of course, I will never be able to feel like the same way because every person experiences are different. But to relate on how uh, stereotypes in microaggression and certain like racism affect you as a person especially when people look at you differently because of the way you speak of the way you look um and i've been also been very helpful because students uh, are acknowledging their privileges but also finding ways to help other communities that may not have like uh the same amount of support uh in the past and then also uh, as Isabel was mentioning earlier, we were working, the first challenge that we had was okay, how do we show our support for black community or students here at OSU? How do we go beyond just a statement that says like, hey, I stand in solidarity? Um, that was like, really tough because you, I realized that like, it's not that easy to just make a statement. You also gotta do research uh, and that sometimes makes you feel like you're not doing enough. As, or I don't know, especially for me, I'm a very perfectionist person. So I always want to like have like everything polished, but I also like understand that like sometimes there's no way to be polished. You just gotta go for it and like put your feelings uh, and finding like ways that like you're letting the students know that like you're putting plan into action. And actually like last week uh, we had a panel uh, with or, or institution of diversity here at OSU and that was like a very helpful uh, conversation but we still know that we have a long ways to go. Mm -hmm. So you um, you have shared some about what OSU is doing to deal with racial justice but I want to know I, I 
how do you protest on Zoom? And how do you, what I, we're both interested in hearing about your action. I love that you said standing in solidarity is one, uh, one, one step, but action is where it counts. What did you guys come up with? <laughs> so the forum helped a lot. The forum where we talked to students, we invited two other students. That, um, we just, it was more of like a frank conversation. And there was a lot of um, questions. A lot of people attended too, like almost 500. So it was, it went really well and we were able to get a lot of different ideas out of it, sort of action items. Um, I have a big list of different things we could work on. Something that we can look at is we're going to try looking at is like student code of conduct of like putting consequences for like racial bias, or like just racial discrimination or trying to be like more intentional around like I got certain disciplinary actions that could be taken and oh what else my mind's blinking right now that was like one of the big ones uh, right now oh yeah something is happening right now is that uh, the university um i think their, their contract ended with um, oregon state police so then they're putting together their own like like osu is putting together its own police department so the public safety component and then with like the obviously like the bias and all these different things and like the tension right now around police and personal biases that I might have. So that's interesting, but there's a lot of, they're building that up and they're very conscious of the issues at hand. And there's some people that first, there's some people, people in power that are, that are establishing the new department that have like personal experiences with like police brutality or have that kind of shared experience. So they are conscious of that. So that's, that's like a hopeful thing. It's a hopeful change. So it's not just about words, right? Mm -hmm. It's about um, what those words behind the action really means. And it sounds very intentional when you both are talking about, you know, not just standing in solidarity. Um, Metzen, I really appreciated you naming another virus being racism. We don't oftentimes see it that way, do we, Marie? Absolutely not. And uh, I, uh, I, I feel like I uh, am learning so much in particular from your generation that's forcing uh, older, um, older people like ourselves to become more educated about issues faced by our Black brothers and sisters. And um, what role certainly the police play, but even more important than that is how embedded in at all levels of our society racism toward black and brown is, but in particular how it stemmed from the origin of slavery. So this is wonderful what both of you are doing. What a what a a, what an important time to have two Latinas at the helm of student government. Would you both share with us um, what the dialogue or what the talk is around race and racism within Latinx communities? You want to start, Isabel? Does Metzen want to start? It is started last time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. Uh, well, now, the first thing that comes to mind when you 
with what you just mentioned is yesterday and the day before I was looking at like how the black community has impacted the world. So for example, if you listen to music and at first I was reading the post and I was like, music, well, I listen more like Spanish music. So I don't know, like, yeah, hip hop, I like it, but I'm not the best dancer. So I just dance in my own room. So then like, I was looking and one of them was reggaeton, which reggaeton mm -hmm. is like something that like a lot of like, young Latino, Latinx, Lat uh, Latina people, they dance to uh, and you listen to. And then I didn't notice that like, that actually has like black roots. Like I was looking at one of the um, blogs online and it was talking about like Puerto Rico, Panama uh, and other countries and how it was like from reggae, from Jamaica. And it was like a way to like translate from like, you know, their language to Spanish so they can like still be their own self and everything. And then I also, and like that's just one piece aside from fashion and others, but also another thing that comes to mind is when that, that is that sometimes I feel that Spanish might not be the most inclusive language because for example, uh, here on campus we have cultural centers and one of them is a black cultural center. So one time, uh, for my past job being a tour guide, providing tours for students. Um, we were translating uh, a Spanish tour and one of them is like, okay, how do we translate the Black Culture Center? Well, if you go straight up from like English to Spanish, it's gonna be like, so Black is Negro in Spanish, but if you like say that word, maybe like in English, you're gonna be thinking that you're saying like, a negative word which is not the case so i feel like that's like one of the problems another of the problems that like i see at talking about race and racism is that like there is like discrimination within uh minority groups so even like for example when i was in mexico uh in my school where there were like you know you can see like a lot of mexicans you can see them like all different colors you know from like very light skin to like more like dark colors me i'm more like in the middle i'm like Morenita, which my mom says, uh, which it translates to like, you know, like brown skin. Uh, and like sometimes like people will like say like comments that like can come up like as very discriminatory. So that's one of the things that exists. And maybe like your intentions are something, but like definitely your impact is gonna be another thing. Another thing is also like recognizing that not a lot of like people recognize like maybe like Afro-Latinos as being like, you know, Latinos. And that's also another thing that like comes within like the Latinx community. Uh, but I can also see that like we're moving like towards like a better space uh, where like all of us can learn more about like our culture, ourselves, the privileges that we have and that we not. And this has also been opening a talk of how do we go of like, you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement and also like ICE. So those are like some topics that are happening right now that can relate to race and racism. How about you, Isabel? Um, That's a, it's a biggie. We know it's a big question. So there's, there's a lot to tackle with this one, right? Because there's so much, it's so ingrained into the community. It's so ingrained that's like, it's bad jokes. It's like bad, like, it's so ingrained it's like 
you know, people joke about it. Like, they just have a habit of, like, saying people don't even want to say negro. They don't want to identify people as negro, negra, because they think it's, like, because they think it's such a bad way to identify someone as black. But, like, I mean, it's just, it's just what they're, like, they're just, that, that's what, that's how they, how they identify themselves. So even saying that and the negative connotations that could arise with that when you're talking to, like, especially, I, I only know this in, like, my own community with, like, Mexicans is, like, even with my own parents, they don't want to say someone is, like, negro, I want to say they're moreno, or, like, more, like moreno, morena, and it's, like, it's sort of, like, don't want to acknowledge that part of them, because they just can't, I don't know, it's, it's weird how, how people don't want to say, like, negro, negra, um, and I had conversations about this with my friend, Belen, who is, she identifies as black, and she's from Panama, so that conversations of, like, with her personal experiences, and, like, I guess, like, I had an interesting conversation of, like, the use of, like, negro, negra with, um, with my friend Belen and then uh, my other friends, who she grew up in Mexico, and just also to kind of describing, like, how people have, like, those different connotations with it, and just, like, the people just don't want to say what it is, and having the negative associations with that, and just, like, I guess observing people's certain behaviors, because even then, there's a lot of, um, even like my cousin, he posted something or like you see these things where some Latinos are also like, oh, but like our lives matter too or something. Some people, there's this video that circulates around of like um, two black men beating on like these paleteros and I'm just like, this is, I'm not going to say this isn't bad, but this is completely counterproductive because we're supposed to be fighting this fight together because I mean, the real issue is systemic racism. It's the police brutality that affects all of us. And some people don't want to see how um, they don't want to see how the issue effect can affect both of the communities and has been affecting both of the communities and how being divisive and separating each other from ourselves isn't going to help anyone. And so, like, I have these conversations with my parents about, like, and they, they kind of, like, I don't know, they, I don't know about that, like, they understand. So uh, they understand where I'm coming from, but with, like, older generations in my family or just even just different behaviors that um, that are so like ingrained that they don't see how it's toxic, kind of having those conversations with my family. But um, it's very interesting, but it's, it's a huge issue in the Latino community. Even when people say like Latinx for black lives, that's still, that's still divisive too, because it's saying that they're, it's saying it's kind of, when you say Latinx for black lives, it means that you're not, acknowledging the black people in your own community and you're separating yourself from them saying that like black people black people can't be like it's either or so even like this that's kind of like something i've come conscious consciousness too because i remember when i saw like the first time i saw a black like latinx for black lives i was like this doesn't something didn't make sense and then looking more into it seeing other articles I was like okay i got i had a good feeling about this because it just doesn't make sense because it's separating Latinos, like separating like brown skin people and lighter skin people from black people in our own community, which is something that also needs to be impacted as well. It really is an uncomfortable sometimes conversation to have as we describe ourselves and the comfort level that we have in it, that it becomes uh, challenging for any one of us, regardless of what year we were born in terms of having class when we talk about somebody who may be different from us in terms of the culture and how we describe ourselves. 
I, I would agree we're all coming from, you both uh, have very great insights in terms of we're all coming from a point of, you know, uh, pain and suffering and uh, many communities have experienced this. And I think right now what we're talking about, and you're correct, Isabel, is that um, African-Americans have for, for many, many years struggled with the inequities of how they are treated uh, along with other communities. And the highlight right now is to honor what is happened and what we can do to make it better for everybody. Mm -hmm. So having these conversations with our families and our friends are big deals. Even, even if we don't agree, we can agree to disagree, right? Yes. And uh, I really like how you put that, Rosemary, because we are not saying, and uh, Isabel and Metzen, you, you, you bring this, you, you articulate it so well, with the focus being on Black Lives Matter and our Black hermanics, we are not saying that Latinos suffer any less, and we're not taking away from all of the inequities that we have experienced. But now is the time to honor and put the, the focus on what has been happening in, in this country um, since slavery. And uh, it's so, to me, I, I feel hope and I just have uh, a sense that, yes, this is going to happen. Seeing all the protesters, seeing all the different, you know, cultures, race and ethnicity, ages, and listening to the both of you, because change can happen and will happen when you persist and push forward and not let all of those embedded um, uh, biases and, and prejudices that this country and globally in Latin America, you, you both talked about those, that have been there for so long. It's time to stop those, to address them, and to expect better for all of us. Um, Rosemary, action steps. Um, Isabel and Metzen, do you have any Anything else that you would like to add to the dialogue, or do you have some action steps that you would both like to share? Hmm. Something that I think is very important um, is following Black leadership and Black voices through this movement, because it's about them, not us. Um, it's cool if we want to support them, but also it's, it's following their voices or following their leadership, because... I mean that's who we should be listening to. Listen to listen to your friends. Listen to your to your family. Listen to I don't know. Just just pay pay more attention to black people. Show that you actually care. Um, that's important. Continuing um, on after because it gets tiring. Social justice work is a pain, but it's draining. It takes everything. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. And then think, like I mentioned earlier, it's like you got to keep with it if you if you really care if you really want to make change you have to keep with it and also also knowing how much you can handle as well just do do what you can do yourself don't try to do which things that you can't do as far as like 
I don't know, just take care of yourself because burn, the burnout is real. And it's once you get into this, it's you, you have to be able to sustain the momentum for as long as you can because burnout is real. But it's important that more people are getting involved in it. I just hope that they stay. So listening, truly, mm-hmm. truly listening yeah. is a key. And Metzen? Yes. I will, yeah, I will also like add onto that that this is, there is something that we put on our statement that it says like this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And students and anyone who would like to like is joining this movement needs to like also take care of themselves first because how are you supposed to uh, empty water? from like an empty cup, you can't do that. Uh, you gotta like find sustainable ways to still help. And that is like, you know, spread, uh, spreading your time. That can be either like learning about certain topics that you didn't know before, like watching series on Netflix or blogs, or like, mm-hmm. if you like fashion, like me, start like looking into more like uh, black owned business and like seeing like how like they're doing like all their things and how they do it or like donations, sign petitions, getting both like in the local government. Bullying, bullying is like one of the most mm-hmm. uh, important things that everyone should do. But I feel like also the system that we live in hasn't helped a lot because there is a lot of like border suppression. And I feel like this time in November, is there's gonna be a lot of like changes. It can be either good or bad, but everything is gonna depend on the people. And also sometimes we forget that the state level elections are not that important, but they're actually like very important because those are the people who essentially hire like the police departments. Mm-hmm. And then there is one conversation right now happening a lot of like in social media and it's like about defunding the police. And then there is, I'm still like getting more educated on the topic, but there was one one quote that I saw and it was like, defunding the police sounds radical until you realize that you've been defunding education uh, for like as long as I can think of. And then it's also important to like have these conversations. One of the action items is definitely, uh, and one of the things that we've seen within students is uh, having more classes that, uh, that talk about these topics and also teaching about the Oregon State University past um, racism and some of the things that are still happening. Excellent, excellent insights and recommendations to both of you. I think it's, it's critical. Um, talking with our family and friends, having family conversations around race and racism, how do we view skin color, and what are our own personal biases and stereotypes. We so appreciate having both of you on with us and hope we can have you both again, and if not, maybe in Espanol, right? Please follow us and send us your comments on Twitter at Abuelas en Acción. Thank you for joining Maria and I today. Please be with us next time on Abuelas en Acción. Gracias.